Hi, welcome or welcome back to my blog, Yasmina Nuni. In the last post, I shared some of the things that I had been reading during lockdown and today, in some updates, I'm sharing with you some of the writing that I have done and I think this means that I'm officially a legit freelance writer. I'm also sharing some thoughts on my experience writing each one of these pieces and the lessons that I've picked up along the way and I hope you enjoy. To spare you, reader, from another long post like the last one, this one will be short and sweet, with links that will serve to redirect you to all the other writing I've been doing lately. I've had a great chance to practice and expand my range of writing because I've written personal essays, cultural pieces, feature interviews, historical pieces, and opinion pieces. That's what I call range. So, if you're a person who commissions pieces, commission me. And if you're not yet convinced by my blog, well, below are a few links that might persuade you. The first article that I have here for you is called The Women Who Saved Us for Meeting of Minds UK. I had responded to a call for pitches for this one. Meeting of Minds was curating its Black History Month newsletter and was requesting pitches that would bring to the forefront Black women who are marginalized in history. One of my missions in this life is to bring visibility to Guinea-Bissau. So, true to form, I wrote about some of the women that led and fought in our independence war. I dedicated it to all the ones we know about and all the ones that we don't, and I hope that the piece does their memory justice. Also, a particular side of Guinea-Bissau Twitter and Instagram has now found me, and one day I have to talk about wanting to remain anonymous in this country. The second article that I have here for you was an interview that I conducted with Judith and Elizabeth, who are co-founders of eFitter app. Um, I also have a few links at the end of this section that will take you to their website, podcast, Instagram, and Twitter for all things fashion and tech. Um, there are a couple of lessons on this one. The first one is to shoot your shot. I found the pitch fanzine quite randomly. I was looking for platforms to be able to update the portfolio template that is linked if you go to the text. And by the way, I haven't updated it in a while, so this is kind of me asking you, reader or listener, to help hold me accountable on updating it every few weeks. Just to go back to what I was saying before, I was looking for platforms and I just kind of happened on their website. Um, there wasn't a call for submissions or anything, and I wasn't even sure about the kind of content that they published, but I saw in their about section if you would like to get involved, and in my head I was just like, yep, getting myself involved, um, I need experience, I need more stuff on my portfolio, I need a place that might even hire me as a full-time writer, and so I ended up emailing, and a few hours later, maybe a few days later, because I don't really remember, I ended up tweeting that you should shoot your shot because of the successful um, shot that I had shot. So speaking directly to you now, reader or listener, shoot your shot, do it. Um, the second lesson, which is a very important lesson, um, is that interviewing is a really big responsibility. Um, I was really excited to do this. I was excited that I had had this opportunity. I was like really, really fresh in this freelancing thing. And I was like, I need to get as much experience as possible. Um, and it turned out that the editor of the fanzine 
had been looking to commission some writers and so she took me on board to do an interview. Um, I had never done one before, but I thought, how hard can it be? Um, plus, it'd be great to have it on my portfolio. Um, and, you know, it is really great to have it on there. But it turns out that actually interviewing is really hard when you have no prior guidance or training. Um, I'm programming a future post about how I'm actively trying to improve my interviewing skills because um, it was my first time interviewing anyone. I was stressed about asking the right kind of questions to make the most out of the little word counts that I had. Um, and so I was just like doing all these master classes and researching all these articles on how to like do a really good interview. And, you know, depending on who you're talking to, the kinds of questions that you have to ask also have to be different and all that kind of stuff. And another added pressure is, you know, I was um, interviewing co-founders and one of them is my friend. And so in my head, in my heart, in my spirit, I was kind of like, Yasmina, you can't mess this up. You have to do right by them. And I really wanted to, like, I, I still hope that, you know, even though the word count might be limited, I couldn't include the whole interview because it was a lot longer than what the word count allowed. I really hope that I did right by them. Um, I'm grateful for the experience, so much so that I've signed up to do some more interviewing before the end of the month, but this might actually just be masochism. Um, it was humbling to feel challenged the way that this piece challenged me. And it also put my editing to the test. Like I had to bring the word count way down to fit it into what was expected of me. Um, and also this might be internalized toxic capitalism speaking, but being stressed kind of validated me in the sense that I felt like it was evidence that I was actually working and that freelance writing was real work, like a real job. Um, but, you know, also stresses, stress should not be anyway an indicator of whether or not you're actually doing labor. So don't be like me. And if you are like me, go to therapy, get help, um, unlearn that because, yeah, that ain't it. Like, I could do work and not feel stressed, but it's still work. So I just felt the need to, like, put that in there. Uh, but yeah, like I said, check out eFitter's website, podcast, Instagram, and Twitter for all things fashion and tech. It's a really, really, really cool company, and you should check it out. The third article that, you know, I'm going to talk about this a bit later on, but I feel the need to preface this with the link may or may not be up on here by the time you read or listen to this. Um, anyway, this essay, like Bolu's book, means a lot to me. Um, I had felt so many emotions reading her book that I owed it to myself to write down coherently the conversations I was having internally and with my mother and partner. Um, I thought about putting it on my blog, which, by the way, this is going to be like quite a long aside, and then I'm going to come back to the beginning of my sentence so that you don't lose me. <laughs> so... Uh, the aside is, by the way, I'm unsure about how to transition from like the freelance reflections kind of posts that I've been doing to the kind of content that, you know, you might find on like other platforms. So like the articles that I've talked about above 
how do I transition from doing reflective posts to posts that I would like publish elsewhere? If you have any like suggestions for me, please let me know in the, in the comments. But also if you have tips and ideas on what you would want to see on here, let me know that too. And now going back to the beginning of my sentence, which was I thought about putting it up on my blog, but decided that I wanted more visibility for the piece and that is the full sentence. On a different note, the essay was accepted onto a platform and I had expected it to be put up over a particular weekend. And when it wasn't, I found myself getting kind of jittery. Fellow freelancers, please let me know if this is normal. Um, and in my head, like when I was writing this blog post and like organizing when I would record it and post it and all that kind of stuff, I had the publication dates of all these articles that I have on here in mind. And like when I planned this, ideally all of those articles, all of these articles would be published for me to share with you in this blog post. And now that I'm in this space that I don't know actually whether it will be published or not by the time the blog post is up, it kind of like throws me off and and so I'm jittery. <laughs> and yeah, um, is it socially acceptable, by the way, to do a follow-up after an article has been accepted to ask when it will actually be up? Because like these are questions that I would very much like to ask, but I don't know the etiquette. I don't know if I send another email, will the editor just decide that actually I don't want to publish this anymore because you're kind of annoying? Um, so someone should write a guide on freelance writing etiquette. And if it already exists, then please someone let me know and put it in the comments. But if not, someone should do that because I have a lot of questions all the time about what is acceptable and not acceptable to do when approaching an editor. Well, the final note on here is that make sure you come back to this post in case the link does not exist for this article yet because sooner or later it will exist. It might be on a different platform, who knows, uh, but make sure you come back so that you can read the article and you know, like I'm going to post it on my social media as well, but for all of y'all that don't follow me or something, which by the way, you should, if you don't, if you're reading my blog and you don't follow me, what are you doing? Like <laughs> go follow me. Um, but yeah, make sure you check back to see when the article is live. Um, and the last one that I have here for you is called Unpaid Labor for Black History Month. And I wrote that for Shadow or Shadow, but I think it's Shadow magazine because the way they like explain it on their website is like see hear act do so shadow um anyway <laughs> um and so yeah i wrote an article on black people being asked to do free labor like we were back in colonial or slave times and i even conducted interviews for it so go me a few days before submitting the article, journalist Yomi Adegoke had her article about the same thing published. My immediate thought was, okay, so I don't need to write about it anymore. Um, and, you know, it's literally what I was talking about in my episode on the Layover podcast. By the way, I have links of Yomi's article up there and the link to the podcast episode on there as well. 
Um, and but yeah, I was talking about it on the the podcast episode about feeling as though everything has already been said, everything has already been written, and these are moments where I really thank God for my support system that breathes life into me and let these next affirmations breathe life into you. The first one is, even if it has already been said, it hasn't been said in your voice. And the second one is, your voice is still important. Your voice is always important. Um, I had to reprogram a couple of things in my head to be able to like keep writing this article. Internalized toxic capitalism. Yes, I am blaming everything on it made me perceive Yomi's article as competition, which it isn't. Like the best way for information to actually spread is for several people to be talking about it. And so in reprogramming my mind, I am trying to see the circumstance and any future circumstance that is the same because, you know, it will come. I don't have this, you know, false idea that I am such a unique person with all these unique ideas that no one has ever thought about ever like that's not possible and I shouldn't even aspire to be those things um but you know I'm trying to like see it for what it could be rather than what it felt like in that moment um and what it could be is a confirmation that you know what I am writing about is actually something that a lot of people are noticing a lot of people are experiencing a lot of people want to talk and write about it to raise awareness about it if there's a few different sources it just validates what i'm saying even more rather than oh she got there first i don't need to do it also when i reflect back to why I started writing more intentionally, I said that it was because I wanted knowledge to be more accessible. I wanted to spread freely to everybody. And so, you know, let that be the case. Yomi's network is not the same as mine. At the time, you know, like when she first dropped her article, I was thinking, oh, you know, she's so much bigger than me. She has all these people seeing her articles all the time. And I'm just like a newbie. Who do I think I am writing this? No one's going to see it anyway. And they have hers anyway. Um, but, you know, this is not healthy thinking. Like, you don't always have to be first somewhere. Um, and you know, read her article. It has some really important insights. And ultimately, actually, our articles are not the same. I think they bring different things to the conversation. Me as a black woman, it's impossible for me to have a monopoly over knowledge. But, you know, even if it wasn't impossible, I shouldn't desire this monopoly to begin with. It's a good thing that a lot of people are saying this and writing about this and raising awareness about this. And so I really had to just like reprogram my mind about this article and seeing hers and thinking that mine wouldn't be valuable just because hers already existed. They're both valuable and they're both important. And this information will reach more people because there are just more articles about it. And, you know, finally, the person who illustrated the article is really sick. Check out her website, and it's linked over there as well. Also, it turns out she's a fellow Gigi, a fellow Guinean, and I love that the editors chose her to illustrate the article.
uh, that's it from me for today. If you want to read some more of what I write, then definitely make sure to click the links above to browse through the articles. Also, if you go to the about section of my website, I have a couple of different things on there. Some of them even like performance pieces that I've done that are on YouTube if you want to check that out. If you do all of that, let me know what you think in the comment section or you can email me. Make sure that you share it with a friend who will share it with a friend if you enjoy it and that really helps me. If you have any reflections about your own work before you share in the process of writing, during sharing, let me know about that in the comments too. Thank you for spending this time with me and I will see you soon.